0: Back.
1: The more things change, the more they stay the same.
0: From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast. Well, good morning, New Jersey. It is Thursday, October the 8th. It's the Jim Gerhardt Podcast. I'm Bob Williams. Welcome, 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 Jim Gerhardt. It's quite a week, and we've well, got a today. It
1: is quite a week. You know, I've discovered you have to go a little bit Demented or insane, in other words, in order to just grasp what's going on in the world. As a sane person, you don't know where to start. I, I want to start like our gentleman of the cloth with a glance at the text. And the text this morning would be from the first book of John Cleese. And I love this that he, he had written. and this is from an Englishman's perspective of what's going on. It's short, won't be long. John Cleese says, in light of your failure, This is to the American people. In light of your failure to nominate competent candidates for president of the United States and thus govern yourselves, we hereby give notice of the revocation of your independence, effective immediately. Her Sovereign Majesty, Queen Elizabeth II, will resume monarchical duties over all states, commonwealths, and territories, except Arkansas, which she does not fancy. (laughs) Now, here, this one I (laughs) love. Congress and the Senate will be disbanded. A questionnaire will be circulated next year to determine whether anybody noticed. (laughs) 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 Well, it goes on. It's beautiful, just kind of a gentle criticism of some of the foibles that uh, an Englishman would notice in the culture here. But this one I got to throw in. He said, using the American vocabulary, of some 27 words interspiced with filler noise like like and you know and no, no I mean, that is unacceptable. <laughs> you, you can look that up. I suggest you do. I think you'll get a big kick out of that.
0: Yeah, okay, yeah, cool. You mentioned at the uh, top uh, here on the Facebook live feed that uh, you turned off the last night's vice presidential debate after just about 10 minutes. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, you just came to the conclusion that there's only one issue here.
1: Yeah, I I, I literally, uh, no kidding, I I really began to be ill watching that because I could see what was coming and what was going down. Um, I couldn't swear to it, but all indications were that I was correct. You get one issue. The issue itself does not come up as an issue because what's going on here, you can see the uh, Democratic Party has based its entire campaign on what I Think of as a viral smokescreen, right? And that is using the virus to becloud all the other issues. And you notice last night that no matter what happened, they got back to this. This was the party line. Donald Trump blew the virus, and as they kept, as the the, uh, the vice president or candidate Mrs. Harris kept saying, created the biggest crime in American history. Well, this this of course is something that can't be proved, so they can throw it out there. And it's the old principle that if you tell a big enough lie, tell it long enough and loud enough, everybody will start believing it. But what becomes very evident is their complete contempt for the American people, for the voters, believing that we are dumb enough to buy this and not see through that. Right. See what is behind the screen. So what they have done, they have blocked out and totally, again, a smokescreen is a perfect uh, symbol of it. They have sort of covered over the interest in the actual principles involved in the two parties. Now, I had gone into this. I think one of the reasons I got sick was self-deception. I was in denial of what of reality. And I thought, okay, here are two intelligent people. They are not either one known for any ranting, screaming, or the like. And so we. I will see a discussion here of the high points of the Democratic Party party's platform, if you want, or their agenda, which is pretty much to the left, socialism. And of the other side, the Republican, the conservative side, if you want, right. we well, got none of that. Mm-hmm. No matter what question the moderator asked, they were both like chatty Cathy dolls. You pull the string in the back and it comes out Donald Trump has caused all the, he caused the virus. Right. And of course, this plays in with the Chinese version of it, too, <laughs> which I'll get to in a moment. But it's that's a that's a collateral bit of collateral damage because the Democrats obfuscating everything else and hiding really behind this curtain of Donald Trump caused all of our problems that the Chinese are out of the picture now as cause as starting this
0: (laughs) because now now all Americans of Donald Trump started. So I'll tell you, you, you just you hit on probably the catchphrase of this month, because I think you just revealed the Democratic strategy for the election. Viral mm-hmm. smokescreen. I mean, everything yeah. is because of the virus. Mm-hmm. What about? I mean, and, and the questions last night, the moderator did a better job than Chris Wallace. I mean, she kept more control of the thing. But for God's sakes, her questions just stunk. I mean, it really – they weren't probing questions about what will be for the next four years. It basically just hit on, uh, you know, talking points for either party and an opportunity for the party to attack the other party. And I just found it totally useless. And to your point, viral smokescreen. If no one else has used that, Jim, you should really, uh, you know, trademark that phrase because that is what is going on here. And, you know, we're what, 20-something days before the election? I hope it's not too late for people to realize that that is what's going on. We are being bamboozled. You know, it's taking away from what the actual agenda is. We know what Trump and the Republican Party's agenda is, has been for the last four years. And we look to, you know, probably more of the same. So if you're good with that, you're good with that. But we don't know what the hell the other party is is wanting to do. And they're just blaming, oh, this guy did a horrible job on this. He's this, he's racist, blah, blah, blah. How about what you're going to do for us, friends? How about it's what true. you're going to do for me? It's so transparently
1: obvious. I think one thing that I did get to hear uh, the vice president say uh, that Mrs. Harris was pushing all the Democrats. We have this plan, and Trump didn't have a plan. Well, their plan is exactly what Trump did, you know, very right. much. It's right. so you know, it's all—it's yeah. all a a, a lie, right. right? Is what is what we're getting here. And uh, it's, oh, you talk about that. You you mentioned that I had said in a promo that uh, there was one issue. This gets a little bit of field, but basically there's only one issue in this campaign. You can throw ideology out. You can throw uh, what the cultural matters out. You can throw out the uh, justice and everything. One thing, the only issue here is Donald Trump. It really is. It's Donald J. Trump, and I think most voters at this point have their mind made up or had it made up. I don't know how you would shake anybody out of their uh, rock-ribbed, solid opinion. Right. But that's it. You love Donald Trump or you hate Donald Trump, and each side is pushing is pushing pretty much that. But but that I I by this is what I meant by the fact that there's one real issue. I don't think Americans are paying any attention to the other stuff. That's why they don't see through the smoke screen. This has become kind of an emotional thing. You love Donald Trump or you hate Donald Trump.
0: Are you surprised at the hatred uh, about the the president's illness about the other side? I mean, there were some radical, just disgusting uh, tweets and posts. The one person who was uh, involved in the Obama um, administration and uh, Clinton's campaign back in 2016 said, I hope he dies.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Just uh, just disgusting. This is how far,
1: this is how far that we have gone. Even the moderator, and this was the last act that I saw before I turned the TV off. She had asked a question. It was immediately following their speeches about the coronavirus. And she said to the vice president, and, and this is the moderator, well, we all know that Donald Trump lied about his, about, well, what, come on, that, that's a judgment you made. This reminded me. This comes from from the left of course. This is stock stuff. Joseph Stalin had this trick when he was the the czar of all the rushes. Joseph Stalin would start off by saying in a speech the most absurd thing, but he'd always start off by saying, as everybody knows. (laughs) right? You start off with the assumption, that anything he says is right. So if he comes on and says, as everybody knows, the sun comes up in the West. Right. Then oh, yeah, I, I really, yeah, he's right. I hadn't noticed that. Of course, you could also get sent to the gulag if you didn't agree with yeah. him. But but, that's, but this is what they do. And this gets in, I'll, I'll jump a little bit here because one thought brings up another. My proof to me that the Chinese started this virus on purpose. I, I think really it was sort of a... Uh, what would you call it, a a, a trial run. I don't believe that they knew at the time when they were doing it and released it that it was going to be as virulent as it was. But I think this was kind of a test run because you got 16 different strains of flu every year. So we'll throw in one more and see how this one works. The reason I think that, and this is not proof that would hold up in court, but my view is the reason I think they did it on purpose is because right off the bat, When it became a worldwide crisis, the Chinese immediately blamed it on America. Now, you will notice that this is something that's used not only by every leftist, communist, radical, kind of totalitarian regimes of all sorts. Right off the bat, anything they do that didn't work, that they caught doing, they blame on the victim. Yes. It's a knee jerk thing blame the victim, blame the victim. And, of course, one of the most glaring examples of that here, sort of in a small view, is this antifa or anti-fascist group who are fascists. And so if you are performing fascistic activity, then you're going to blame your victim. And this is what they do. And the assumption is made, and this really bothers me, that the American public is stupid enough to buy this stuff. Oh, yeah. And there's a, of, there's a lot of evidence that that's the case. Right. But anyway... Um, the, I, I think the debates are totally irrelevant right now. I think it doesn't matter who says what, uh, but uh, because pe- people seem to be pretty well committed, but it's they're committed not based on some point of doctrine or proposal for the party or political ideology. Right. It's based on their response to the person of Donald J. Trump. So I think this is somewhat unprecedented, so we'll where it goes, I don't know. Oh, a couple of things. T- talking about how far this stuff can go in the media, yeah. which we know what 93%, I think, by somebody's survey of the media is, is left and supporting the Democratic cause. Uh, they had before the, um, the debate, last, it was last night, yeah, before the debate, Fox News had a panel. Uh, of their people, and they were giving their final parting comments about the debate. Yeah. And I noticed that one of their regulars, Juan Williams, who was the sort of the House token Democrat,
0: right. he, he's the opposing opinion on that network. Yeah, much.
1: but and sometimes he's 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 quite good. I've often you know right. I had, had respect for him. I certainly did before he got involved in his partisan politics. He was, in my view, was an outstanding journalist. Now, of course, he's a propagandist. Everybody, left and right, they've all become propagandists now. But his parting remark was, and I don't know how many people caught this, but you talk about a Freudian slip. They're all supposed to be independent, right? Uh, Candidates right now. We're looking forward to the debate. We haven't made up our minds, sure. But he said, in one phrase he said now in, in, this was his last uh, comment on the, on the, on the debate uh, on the election on the election he said if the it it, it it'll all depend on if the conservatives the president wins or we w- oh i mean the democrats win but he definitely said that the 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 uh the conservatives the republicans are if we win uh, i mean if the democrats win
0: uh. Yeah.
1: So, and another thing, while I'm on this t- subject here, you can see I've, I've got a lot of stuff rattling around in the head this morning. Uh, this, again, was CBS. I was watching, I believe it was Monday night, wasn't it, that the, the president got out of the hospital and flew back to the White House?
0: Yes, Monday night. Yeah, It's
1: kind of irrelevant. But I, I was tuning into a football game, and CBS was carrying the football game, and I uh, before that, I tuned in a little early. They didn't have a pregame football show, but they had an on scene news special of Donald Trump. They had the they were there when he got out of the hospital. They were filming it. They were talking. They had to fill quite a bit of time because he didn't come out for a while. He was slow. And there were many, many occasions to mention the president. The reporter they had there never once in all of that time and all of these dozens and dozens of references to Trump and the president. Never used the name Trump. Never said President Trump. Never said Donald Trump. Never said Trump. Every time it was this president. Yeah. This president is coming out the door. This president is coming across. This president is getting on. the head. And this president said this and this that. Never did it. Never mentioned the name. Now, anybody, you don't have to be a, a Freud to figure this one out, the, the prejudice here. Because anybody who ever was concerned with any kind of well, say family counseling, or, or you know, people, marriage counseling, or, or relationship counseling, recognizes right off the bat who is holding holding, suppressing the anger. It's yeah. the one who would not use the name of the other party. Right. Who said he he does this, she does this, they right. do. Never says Mary did it or Charlie did it or young. That is his fault. It's always the pronoun. And so therefore, in a sense, you're killing the person in your mind. You are removing that person. You're denying the person's existence. And that, you, I thought, was, was, was a, a, a great example, the objective correlative of this right view and why this thing is so emotional and just totally filled with
0: hate. Do you think that a lot of these uh, reporters and uh, professionals in the industry realize that they have allowed their, their perspective to be so one-sided because of their personal yeah. feelings for the person? Do they realize that, that they are really clouding their professional performances here? I'm looking I, at some I, of these. I'm, I'm like, you know,
1: journalists like nowadays, like politicians, their, only, their major thing on their agenda is their career. And you are going to enhance your career by joining this. In other words, it's, it's like a fellowship. And nobody wants to stand outside that. Right. It's like in the meteorological community, all meteorologists play in media for other meteorologists. Right. <laughs> and exactly. they a the dread of making a bad forecast.
0: I think we made this analogy before, but, you know, the great Walter Cronkite. He, uh, you, you didn't know that he was very liberal in his uh, political views until after he was retired. When he yeah. was there, he gave you right down the middle there. He gave you the facts, the objective uh, uh, and there was never any uh, opinion in the news. You always Now you're getting news with facts intertwined with opinion, commentary, anything that's going to just take away from what is factual. And it's very, very deceiving, and it's very, very sad that people Hello. are buying this, by and large, as factual news, and then they're just their opinions are shaped this way. It's just horrible, Jim.
1: Yeah, well, it is horrible, and of course that's the way it is. They, uh, they, they toe the line that the news organization has set, and this is how you maintain your livelihood. <laughs> Uh, but, but I think what happens is it becomes a mindset that is, of uh, the word I want to use, it, it is approved by, accepted by uh, all of your peers. And this, this is it. It's like you're crawling into the tent with everybody else and you have to stay there because if you don't, then you're something of an outcast and everything is in, uh, is in jeopardy. But so no, no I, I, I think they are not aware of it. They are totally convinced the the left that's one of one of the hallmarks of this this radical left in this country, they are so right in their own mind that it is criminal, it is ungodly to think anything other in any way other than that in which where they think Well uh, you've seen that you see that all the time. In fact, there's a term for it. Uh, I don't recall the term, but there is one going now that says that uh, it, it establishes the fact that either, either you believe what we believe or you will be annihilated one way or the other.
0: Right. And uh, yeah. to, uh, to uh, illustrate the point a little bit more about uh, opinion manipulation, um, talking about the, the get out the vote uh, campaign, which has always been big through presidential election years, going way back, rock the vote. Make sure you're registered to vote. If you don't, you don't have a voice. But it's really gone to the next level here, Jim, and it's and it's kind of frightening. Um, even my son Brendan, who's uh, you know big sports guy, he noticed. He came to me. He said, "Dad, I am seeing so many of these voting commercials, vote by these sports uh, celebrities, these uh, sports uh, these star- superstar athletes are doing these." Um, uh, they're, do- they're doing these commercials and they're basically saying, make sure you register to vote. If you don't vote, we won't be heard. We won't get what we want, mm-hmm. which is even a step further. So it basically just answers the question, get out and vote. <laughs> and then the un- you know, like <laughs> vote for who? They're basically well, example, telling out
1: that, the- And I haven't seen this because I have absolutely no interest in professional basketball. But, uh, and nothing to do with politics, my, my uh, lack of interest in it, I just not, never have been. But uh, I, from what I read, what I hear, the entire of the National Basketball Association, players, everybody involved in it, broadcasters, are taking a very, very hard yes. left, radical left view. Right. And, uh, and of course, damning the uh, the cultural, the, uh, the country, the culture. the, right. the what I don't understand is how the lowest paid player in the National Basketball Association lives better than the most powerful king during the age. Yes, right. Absolutely lives better. And yet he wants to tear down the system that got him that. It, it makes no sense. It's like a madness right. has come over people.
0: Yeah. so uh, but, and, but it's, it's, you know, and to get out the vote I mean I've been vote I, no one needs to tell me to vote I've been voting since I've been 18 I mm-hmm. voted on almost every election no one needed to tell me my civic duties to go out and vote. Now, who I vote for is my is my business. It's it's everybody's a personal business on who they vote for. That's what makes this country great. But the manipulation that's been going on this election cycle and the previous couple get out and vote. Vote for who? Because these messages are very, very jaded. And it's really just clouding people's. Uh, objective judgment to make their own decision this group thing thing is over the top and it's just manipulating people's opinions and it's just gotten to the point where people are going to wake up and say why did i do that why did i vote for that person it's not what i thought i was voting for
1: the funny thing is they'll wake up and say why didn't somebody tell me this was coming right (laughs) there's all kind of information out there about how about how it's coming you know another thing that's going on and yesterday we found out this uh, couple named mccloskey in st louis
0: oh yeah the couple that the were defending people, their home uh, during the mob. Home yeah
1: from a mob yeah they were indicted by a grand jury gosh for firearms uh violations i mean it was serious jail time stuff also from intimidating witnesses or tampering tampering with witnesses right but they didn't tell them what who they're supposed to have tampered with. They didn't give them any information about it. And matter of fact, they were in the courthouse, as I understand it, or have read, when the indictment they were waiting for the to see whether there was an indictment or not. They did not know. They had sort of assumed that this would be thrown out, which right. of course it wasn't. They got a call while they were standing there on their phone from their daughter clear across the country saying, oh, this is terrible. You were indicted. They said, well, you know, we haven't been told that. Yet. Oh, oh yes, yeah, in all the media. Oh, <laughs> and so they leaked it on purpose. But here is the point, and who would ever have foreseen this in this country, that here is a couple trying to defend their home. And if you see some of the clips about it and, and, and see what went on, There was a threat. These people had passed three signs that said private property, no trespassing. They were not charged with trespassing or anything. They were not charged. The mob was not charged with anything. They came out because a gate had been broken down. They'd stormed the place. They were standing out there yelling threats. And like they were pointing to their house. In other words, they're saying we're taking over the house. They told them we're taking over the house. Pointing up to bedrooms, this is where we will sleep tonight. This is where I will sleep. This is how I'm going to rape the wife. This is what, you know, and horrible, terrible stuff. Well, if somebody said, came into your yard and said that they were going to take over your house. You do the same thing. Pretty much believe them if it's an angry mob, some of whom are armed, and you try to defend it. But no, you're not allowed to do that now. Mm -hmm. So I, I, how in the world, some somebody had said one of the reporters. Uh, no, I, I think Mr. McCloskey is a, is, a, is an attorney. I believe he said that. I saw him say it, that the district attorney is one of these that have been bought and put into office by George Soros.
0: Oh yeah, she's a political hack. Absolutely, she yeah. is not one object- of
1: George Soros's underhanded plans to undermine the government is to buy local prosecuting attorneys.
0: That's a subtle, yeah. good plan. Jim, why isn't anybody ever gone after Soros or that type of person who is funding or has been r- rumored to be funding many of these movements to to cause anarchy and to cause unrest and
1: yeah, he well his his uh, his career has been destabilizing governments that's been his thing and he's done that in Europe in several countries and of course he's trying to do it here I don't know what's behind his hatred of it I saw an interview one time and uh, I, I don't push this as being the case, but the, uh, the person doing the interviewing I uh, talking with Soros and some of the things he said, and he said, you know, you could, someone could make a case that you're, you're, you're the devil, you're, you're satanic in these things that you're doing. Soros was delighted. And he says, yes, yes, that's what I am. Yeah. Uh, but he's not touched because I suppose that he fits within the agenda of the left, which would be the media and, and the political establishment. Yeah. And he's also one of these hugely wealthy people who seem to have some kind of a club of their own. This is why, I think I mentioned this, but I think it's a very interesting question. It's a hell of a good question. Why are these super rich capitalists, yeah. capitalists, why are they supporting a socialistic, communistic form of government. Why? Because you would think they would be running from it, but they are supporting this and they're in this league with it because if you have a a socialistic, communistic government, that is the end of capitalism. That is the end of you. The government will take over your business. The the giants of the internet, the uh, the Wall Street people and all. What is the deal? Who has made the deal with the devil? Somebody has made a deal with the devil back there somewhere because this makes absolutely no sense. But
0: it, 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 it just boggles my mind that his behavior wouldn't be on the borderline of treasonous against the government to up, uh, if well, he's a citizen of this company, sure. a country, why wouldn't he be brought up on charges?
1: If you're trying to undermine the economy of a country, yes, that's treasonous. What What is the absolute highest, crime you can commit against the government it is messing with the currency
0: yeah 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 so uh now, lou says, lou says we gotta, yeah lou says we gotta start wrapping up here i just wanted okay. to bring um to everybody's attention jim i just discovered this uh, great documentary i mentioned to you early in the week uh netflix the social dilemma yeah which is uh and uh, it seems like it's been out this year I highly recommend that everybody watch it because it really details the documents on how social media, all platforms, are mining your information more extensively than you would think. It is just mind-boggling and really eye-opening. I know you had seen it, and I am just uh, amazed by it and really just floored. I would recommend everybody check it out, The Social Dilemma.
1: Also, there's another one, too. I've watched that one twice. There's one called The Great
0: Hack. Yeah. And watch
1: that too because it's very, I got just more thing I, I got an email here just moments before we started an email from uh, Facebook you know the, the things they sent out yeah. and it says now the best of anti-trump groups uh, and suggestions for new Trump anti-trump groups what best you go there and you get the they're directing you to the best of the anti-trump groups. Now, nobody said the pro-Trump groups or anything. I mean, this is how blatant it out in the open this is. What the hell is going on? Yeah. I, I, what, I will leave this with one quote. I don't know who made it, but I heard it some time ago. A person says, I shudder for my country yeah. when I reflect that God is just. Yeah. Have a nice week, everybody.
0: Don't forget viral smoke screen. Don't be clouded by the viral smokescreen that's being shown at you these days. All right. Have a great week. We'll be back here on the 15th. Take care and enjoy. Thank you. Gerhardt's back.
1: The more things change, the more they stay the same.
0: From NJ1015.com, this is the new Jim Gerhardt Podcast.